Welcome to Empowered. Before we kick off, I would like to acknowledge and pay my respect to the past, present and future traditional custodians and elders of this nation and the continuation of cultural, spiritual and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. We further acknowledge the land on which we work here at RED and the land of which is the land of the Tarabal and Yagara peoples. The struggle you have overcome might be the struggle a queen is currently sinking in. We all have a story and we all need to share it. Welcome to Empowered. Here you'll be surrounded by a community of queens who have conquered their own, be it their struggle with the elusive work-life balance, building up a business and selling those eventually down the track, a fitness journey, a weight loss goal, or anything that you deem to be success. I'm blessed to have a village of people in my corner who lead with love, share their success tips, and this is a platform for those stories. If you had the cure to cancer, you'd share it, and your story is someone's cure. Your story will help save a soul, and this world needs far more of that. The intention for these potties is to host guests with topics and tricks shared with the listener to help them live a life full of love, happiness, and success. Be surrounded by queens who have walked your path and resonate with their stories. What do you know now that has helped your journey that you would love for your younger self to have in their toolbox? Welcome to Empowered. And welcome to Karen Brown, a phenomenal queen in many, many fields. Um, I was just saying before uh, before our official introduction how I've always admired you and your determination. Um, when I first messaged you to say, please be a guest on my potty, I know you had that moment of, for heck what, Emma? <laughs> Why have you asked me? Um, and in 60 seconds or maybe a little bit more just now, we've gone over four or five really, really cool topics that we can bring into today. Um, but again, I, uh, I admire you. I think you're amazing and I'm a bit stalky on your LinkedIn because <laughs> I think you've got so much goodness to share and you, you tend to have a really nice way of sharing your story and your success. Um, you know, that sprinkle of tips along the way without selling, you know, how some in LinkedIn pages, it's like, oh, not again. And it can get a bit um, preachy, uh, but yours are never like that. Yours are always very inspiring. And I've always found that I am inspired by you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, we know each other from uh, another life and another uh, business. And that was in the human behavior and culture scene uh, when I was uh, in that field. Uh, and obviously have brought that into here at Red. Um, and I loved working with you and understanding the growth and the passion that you had for your baby business, which is growing in leaps and bounds. Um, I'll give a very unshameless plug. Karen is a phenomenal pharmacist who has um, multiple um, franchises. I'm not sure if you want to mention the brand yeah, that's name. Fine. Yes, Go plug yes. away. <laughs> uh, so Terry White, Kim Mart, um, you have two stores. Yes, two here in Brisbane. Amazing. Yes. Which location are they? I've got Terry White, Kim Mart, Arana Hills yes. and Fernie Grove. Oh, I didn't know you were so north. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're Gemside West, Ashley. So. North side of the river. Thank you. Better side. Um, and along the way, I've loved watching not only obviously your business ownership, which I love and have in common and adore, but also to that leadership piece, which you're creating. And it's almost like you're, you've got another brand that you're blossoming out the side of what you do as a business owner and a franchisee or, and franchisor. Um, it, it, the ownership and the leadership piece there is really cool. Um, and I loved working with you and understanding you 
you and your business a little bit more when we were working in that space together. Um, it's something that can't be taught and I think I, we're going to unpack a lot of that today from yeah. a couple of the context or the stories that you mentioned yes. before. So, again, thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, having me. You're welcome. Karen, tell us tell us everything. <laughs> We've got about 30 to 40 minutes, so um, go for it. But what brings Karen Brown that I see today to us in this, what I believe, successful life. You know, you're a successful business owner, but there's yeah. so much more to you. Tell uh, us everything. I am living what I would say is a teenage dream. Aww. So I was grade nine when I decided I wanted to be a pharmacist. Wow, that's rare to know yes. so soon. Careers Information Day put in a series of, you know, when you answer the questions yeah. and the algorithm yep. spits out. And it said pharmacist. Wow. And I knew I wanted to be in health. Right. But knew that I probably didn't want to do medicine. Like in the mm -hmm. eyes of a 14-year-old girl, pharmacy looked pretty and it was a nice True. place. Yep. And as opposed to a medical GP practice clinical, or something. Yeah, right. Clinical, yeah. white yep. room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, no family in health. Like right. it was um, just something quite unique. And now I'm got, you know, over the time have owned four different pharmacies, um, absolutely genuinely love being a pharmacist mm -hmm. and being the hub of our community, being trusted and respected. You really get to make a difference yeah. and it's everything that I thought it would be. And like every industry, we have our ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, but I've been really, really blessed to um, yeah, be parts of communities where they truly rely on you and you see generations grow up um, where they were babies and now they work for you and things oh like that. Oh, my goodness. So it's just beautiful. That's and cool. I think your passion is always mm. infectious. And mm -hmm. I think if you genuinely love what you do, um, then success mm. can come. True. And, yes, so I suppose at the core of it, I'm a pharmacist. I'm a pharmacy owner. Always knew I wanted to own pharmacies. Uh, and then have a few other little side businesses that I love um, and have a really a big background in sport. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of what I do in business is what I learned in sport. And when we talk about leadership, I was actually asked once, when did your leadership journey begin? Mm -hmm. And I think we talk about our business journey. Yes. But it's a, actually a question of when does leadership start? Mm -hmm. And is it as an eight-year-old when you're captain of the netball team? Is it when you're at primary school and you're school captain like I think, as you said, I think there's a natural-born leader yes. in us, yeah. but I think then we evolve and I look now in my leadership journey and I, when I reference sport, I think we wear many hats as leaders mm, yeah. and that has changed over time. Um, I think probably a decade ago the coach was in the grandstand barking down <laughs> orders. Now I see definitely through the pandemic in pharmacy, mm. which was a crazy time for everyone, but yep. being on the front line, it yes. was unbelievable. And uh, I felt like you were the captain coach. You were in the middle. You were doing everything. You were leading, you know, the big plays. You were inspiring the people around you. Um, now it's trying to be back to being the coach in the grandstand, but in that kind of bird's eye view kind mm. of role. Um, but then I'm loving being a cheerleader as well and realising that my team can actually do it without me being out there in the middle of the That's field, awesome. trying to, you know, just letting them yeah. have a goal and letting them pull off the big plays and just being that proud mum on the sideline, seeing them flourish. What so an amazing analogy. Yeah. That's cool. And then I think sometimes you've got to be the referee and you've got to make really tough calls. <laughs> you do. Sometimes you're the water boy that runs out and just gives them the pep talk and mm -hmm. the water when they need it. Mm -hmm. And I think each 
team, the joy of that then is each team member needs you to play a different role. True. And you've got to know which role they need you to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the fun of it as well. Um, and yeah, I love it. Have you actually put that down as a construct for <coughs> your business and success of that? Or you just sort of keep that in mind when you are day to day going through? I do. Um, as I said, as an athlete, I think mm. you always got an athlete mindset. Mm -hmm. And we did, I've done a different kind of uh, psychometric testing. Yes. Um, and like we did our strengths profile and my top five are competition. <laughs> Everything is a competition mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. How can I possibly be better? How can we do the one more percent yep. to be better? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, competition, drive, focus, achiever, strategy, like, and that's all from being an athlete wow. where it's, as I said, what are the one percenters? How can I, you know, um, I don't get caught up in my opposition or my competition, yep. but I respect them. Yep. How do you move on quickly? Like I don't hold grudges. We yeah. move on pretty quick. That's good. You know, so there's so much of what I do. And I think I actually was only six months out of uni when I became a partner. Wow. So I was a very young partner um, running my own store with people a lot older than me, yes. a lot more experience yep. with me. But I'd come from playing netball at the elite level, right. coaching mm -hmm. teams, managing teams. Mm -hmm. So that didn't phase me. It was just mm -hmm. another team. And I've always been one to lead by example That's and amazing. always be in there with them. Um, and you just earn respect yes. and you earn respect by leading from the front and mm -hmm. helping them and inspiring. Like my job I always see is to make them a better person. Okay. So it doesn't matter how long you're with me. And in pharmacy it's a very interesting um, work environment because mm -hmm. you've got career pharmacists, mm -hmm. you've got part-time, full-time, uh, you've got assistants that might be at uni doing law. True. And then once they graduate, they then go on to law. Right. So you've got kind of temporary, you've got people that are in it for careers, wow. you've got full-time, part-time, weekend, weekdays. Um, and so my vision is always that you um, leave a better person than when you first started with me. Oh. If I can make you a better person, then I've done my job kind oh. of thing. And This is why tissues are in my podcast <laughs> <laughs> recordings. That's and amazing. I'm also big on creating an environment where people belong. And I think that's as a team that they mm. feel like, as individuals, they feel like they belong as a team. Mm. But even as our community, mm. that's where you have really successful pharmacies is if the community feels like they're part of your family, we yeah. call it. Oh, um, job. I love that. But that's what I want to create, that yeah. they walk in yeah. and, you know, for some people it's at the worst times of their lives True. that we can be that big hug, virtual hug yeah. to kind of make them feel safe and yeah. better and um, yeah, so creating a sense of belonging and that comes from teams as well and sporting teams. And I also think as a leader, we're just managing people. Mm. And I think some of the best coaches in the sporting world actually are the best people managers. Yes. They might not be the best tactical, skillful, they employ or those athlete. people. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's actually they just bring out the best in individuals mm. for a common goal. Yep. And whether that's to have a successful business or to win a Olympic gold medal, mm -hmm. uh, grand final, it's all just about bringing a group of individuals together that's and bringing amazing. out the best in them. Thank and you. I think when you love what you do, that's infectious and mm. you attract the right people. Yep. Um, and then the success is just an offshoot of that kind of thing. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> I know it's not. It's not, but, it, but it's, as I said, I enjoy it. So mm. I thrive on yep. the challenge of it. It's amazing. Yep. You said before that somebody asked you when you become a leader. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but. Yeah. It, it can be difficult for some because they've got it in them, but it's that confidence. And I think your sporting career and your athleticism, as you mentioned, 
you kind of have to be a bit confident just you know your space, yeah. you know, physically and metaphorically where I'm good at this thing and, you know, without that ego, I think you don't have an ego about you. We've got a beautiful, natural. But I think it's also that you care about mm, everyone, like you true. want the best for everyone. So if you as a team a team player mm. and I look at my children who are 12 and 10, mm. you know, they're, they're so supportive of their teammates and they're the ones cheering and yeah. the ones going, how can I help you? What can oh. we do better? Like that's when I look at little kids yeah. and go, you're going to be a good leader one yeah, day because you're not this individual you actually care about everyone else mm. and how they can do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think that kind of childhood, we talk physically, mentally, um, I am six foot three mm-hmm. and so I've always been tall mm-hmm. and I'm not shy about that either. Yeah. Like I have a real presence, yeah, I think, I and I love talking to teenage girls and things like that, mm. that they, you know, don't slouch, be yes, confident, absolutely. love being tall. Fellow tall girl, there. I wish I heard that yes, when I was younger. but it's true. Mm. Um, you know, and I think the generations have changed now. True. There's a lot more, Tallies. you know, tall children <laughs> now. Um, mm. and, but be really confident about yeah. it. Don't shy away. Mm. And so I think I always kind of probably had that physical presence. True. Um, and then, I, as I said, I've just loved being in teams and mm. how, can we, how can we collectively win? You're amazing. And it's really interesting. I, so my career is as netballer, mm-hmm. um, but I went to St Margaret's, which is one of the mm-hmm. top girls' schools here, and mm-hmm. it's a very big rowing school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rowing coach always wanted to get me in a boat. Right. But it was always on at the same time as netball. Right. So I was like, no, I'm doing netball. <laughs> but when I retired from netball, I ran into that said rowing coach <laughs> at the Queensland Academy of Sport, and he said, okay, I know you're not doing netball anymore. Can I get you in a boat? <laughs> and it's really interesting. I think rowing is one of the ultimate team sports right. in that you can be one second out yeah. and it affects the True. whole crew. Whereas That's at true. netball, I can have a bad game, yep. but the other six around me yep. can pick Support, out the yep. pieces mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think it's the ultimate in team sport, but I've never felt so lonely. Wow. And I felt, and apologies to all the amazing rowers that are out there, um, I think I felt it was like everyone was in a silo right. doing their job perfectly right. and the production line yeah, went okay. perfectly. I can see that. Whereas in netball, it was the face-to-face, yes. it was the talking, yep. it was the camaraderie. Yep. It was just a real different mm. feeling, like two teams mm. but a totally different mm. feeling for me. And I think that happens in business as mm-hmm. well, that you can have these teams that just are a phenomenal production line mm. and everyone does their job. Mm-hmm. and. To me as well, the success is in the intangible. It's mm-hmm. in the magic. Mm-hmm. It's not the black and white. It's not the strategic document. Mm-hmm. It's not what's written up on the walls and stuff in businesses. It's actually the stuff you can't pinpoint mm-hmm. that make it that, that secret sauce. I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest compliments I can get in the pharmacy is I love the vibe in your store. Oh, and I think amazing. that's like if we've got a good vibe and the pa- the customers and patients can pick up on mm-hmm. that, then we're winning. That's right. So that's that. I think it's the intangible stuff that makes teams magical. Mm-hmm. And, yes, we can teach the skill and all the, as I said, all the quantitative things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's the magic that it makes it special. It is, and that's culture as an essence. So well Absolutely. done. <laughs> culture <laughs> culture queen at, at heart. I yeah. uh, I adore that. Um, and I could feel that and see that back when we were working together. Um, you know, you've got that something different that people want. And sometimes mm-hmm. they can't, you know, you say that your customers say that there's a great vibe. They may not be able to articulate what mm-hmm. it is, but you just – 
you know, I'm sure if you sat down with them and drilled it out of them, it would be the comfort factor. The the what was the pharmacy family analogy? That we the family, family. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and you're creating that as a core. And if that's you know what you as the leader of the organisation or the team yeah. want, then obviously you're going to instil that. Have you found much along the way where people don't subscribe to that or don't want that type of environment for their career? I, I highly doubt it, but have you? But have we you had, do. Uh, mm. So at um, my main store at Arana Hills, we have what's called the Team Arana Bus. Mm-hmm. So we have an analogy. Um, I was looking to do a team charter, but I didn't want to document. Yes. Um, so we wanted something more graphic mm-hmm. and the bus analogy really uh-huh. rang true to me. Uh, so we, as a team, initially when we kind of launched it was, you know, where's the bus going? Yeah. Who gets a ticket on the bus? What's your role on the bus? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do if we hit speed bumps? What do we do if we want to go off road and there's no map? Oh. What if we turn left and we should have turned right? Yep. What's our fuel supply? Oh. So we go through all of this and it has become a real I suppose, uh, notoriety of our store that mm-hmm. actually intrigues people, uh, definitely in a recruitment sense. People mm-hmm. are like, your bus looks really fun. What <laughs> happens on your bus? Yeah. But also then it gives that analogy of who are the right people on the bus in yep. the right seats mm-hmm. and if you're going to drag your feet or try and pull yep. the bus in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not this easy, but get off get the off. bus. Yep. Like, And also over time, I don't take it personally. Yeah. Like it. I want to actually help people to get to where they want to go. And if our bus is in the right bus, I'll help you find another bus and that's okay. And normal, and I've also learned over my time is actually really showcasing that in the recruitment phase. Mm -hmm. And this is what we're all about. Be proud of it. This is what it means to be here. This is what it means to get a ticket. We Mm -hmm. don't give them away lightly. That's amazing. Um, And if it's not for you, that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not offended. We had a, um, (laughs) sorry to interrupt. We had a, um, an interview probably about six months ago and they went through and we offered them a second interview and the candidate said, look, I really appreciate your time. I just feel like your IT business is a little too extroverted for me and I said oh thank you so much and Chris my husband said darling I don't think that's a compliment but for me like there was two parts to it yes we are different in our world and that's okay that's who we are we've created yeah absolutely we'll never shy away from it and I respect that if people can't see themselves here that's okay. okay we're very um, open with feelings and thoughts and emotions and neurodivergency and what mental health because it's, you know, burnout is so Huge. prevalent in our yep. world. Um, and as the chief of happiness here, I, um, I'm, I very much lean into that, not lean away from it. But yeah, it was funny when Chris said, I don't think that's a compliment, Emma, but that's okay. You but know, you're okay. not going to be for everybody. Correct. Um, but it's part of our brand and it's part of your brand. Your bus is part of your brand. And, and you attract the tribe, like the people yeah. that want to be part of your tribe. Exactly. You attract. And when I said to you before, my number one strength was competition. My num- my last, my number 34 is empathy. Mm-hmm. But I surround myself with people. Mm-hmm. I'll deliver the news, but then I've got an amazing <laughs> operations manager that gives them a big hug and right. says it's okay. But you're yin and yang. Yeah. yeah. Good cop, bad cop. But also, it's attracting the people. We have a little slogan in our store it's not a competition, everything's a competition. But that you attract, the, I love that. people, you know, will have little challenges yeah. in store or. Yeah. Um, our pharmacy in particular is one of the top in Australia for vaccinations. So right. we've done over 30,000 vaccinations Holy. in our room. And we just, you know, subconsciously at the end of the day, 
between the pharmacists. How many did you do today? What did you do today? <laughs> like, so, but then there's other people that don't like that Subscribe kind of stuff, it, yeah. and that's fine. We've got like, some here too who gamify. So we, everything's a ticket in our world. Oh yes, so it's a ticket with associated number. Yeah, and closing tickets or opening and closing tickets, and they gamify it. And yeah. we've got dashboards everywhere, and some love it. But some yes. again just are silent performers and yep. like to do their own thing. Yeah, but, yeah and as I said to you before, that's the beauty of leadership is yeah. it's managing all the different that's individuals, right. and you can't have everyone the same you want diversity How boring it would be correct <laughs> so you want people that challenge you correct. you want people that get excited you want people that yeah so mm. I just think you kind of find the right people that make your tribe mm. and then that's when the magic happens yeah. and you kind of you sometimes want to take stock and go everything is just humming right now but then you're ready for the curveball that's and right. I think the more curveballs you get the better at catching them you are that's so, awesome actually yeah. that's probably part and parcel of um, your sporting career too is being able to deal with negativity and feedback and, you know, conflict and all those, you know. And things that are out of your control. I don't get caught up on things Mm -hmm. that aren't in my control. What's in my control? Focus my energies on that. And in the pharmacy world, there's so many stakeholders. You know, you've got governments, you've got whole set. There's so many. So don't get caught. I don't get caught up in. And that's another sporting thing you know you just focus on what you can do as an athlete and as a team and then as I said you understand what your opposition are doing in that Mm -hmm. but you can't control what they do you can't control how they turn up you can't control that so focus on what's in your control that's right um and one of my other favorite sayings is um be where your feet are and so I was very lucky to do Kokoda okay. in 2019, so pre-pandemic, yeah, which wow. was just, just a godsend. In there. <laughs> um, but I went as a part of Terry White Kemart right. and we were it was for a charity with Ovarian Cancer Australia, mm-hmm. which is our charity partner. Mm-hmm. And we had 10 owners, our CEO and our head of operations. Mm-hmm. So a pretty powerful yeah, wow. group of people. Yeah. Um the best 10 days, it was the most amazing experience uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, history, cultural, the environment, the people, mm-hmm. the villages, uh, just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so interesting that um, two good stories. In the lead up, um, we'd said to Glenn uh, from Venture Professionals who was taking us like, you know, we want to know what are the heights, what are the distances, we want to make sure we've done all the right training, have we done the right, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the right hills, everything. And he's like, I'm not telling you. Mm. Like you'll just find out. So each morning he would say to us, okay, this is where we're going today. It'll be up, down, you know, through some water and we'll make it into the village about 5 o'clock. So it had no kind of quantitative fully put us out of our comfort zones. But it really taught me just to take one step at a time and you eventually get to the top of the mountain and you eventually get. And then there was one uh, one day where we could have a challenge up this mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we could time it. It had kind of become a little bit of a tradition that you timed this stretch. Right. And so there were half of us that were in and Mm -hmm. there were other half that were like, we'll just walk up behind you and cheer (laughs) you on. So the competitive group were like, okay, let's set this timer who, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that, the winning time was about 22 minutes, but average was about 30 minutes to mm-hmm. get up this hill. So someone gave me a timer, a watch to wear, and I set off, you know, <laughs> as hard as I could go. Yep. Quite a I steep start. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was 
gassed, yeah. just gone. And I looked at my watch and I was like, oh, my God, we're only like 10 minutes in. Like how am I? And this time frame I was literally like, how the hell am I going to get to the top? Yeah. Pretend my kids are at the top. Oh. Like let's just, you know. And ended up getting there and I got to the top. I threw the watch and I said, I don't want to have a reference point anymore. Yeah, right. And he actually, when we all got to the top, he said, you know, that actually wasn't the hardest hill you've actually done. Huh. But because in my head, head it was. I had a distance of yep. it's going to be about 30 minutes. It was, you know, get to the top. It's going to be hard. Yep. But every other hill that we'd done that was harder, wow. it was just one foot in front of the other yeah, and be in the moment. So be where your feet are. So I juggle a lot of hats. Yep. I have the pharmacies. I have another business called Batch Tested. Mm-hmm. I run a pharmacy owners conference. Uh, I'm married, two children. Um, so trying to be, I'm not a kind of fine balance person. Mm-hmm. Nothing fun happens at equilibrium. <laughs> like when you're on a seesaw, no. just go up or down. Something's yeah, going to happen. Absolutely. Um, and one of my favourite quotes is um, fly the plane, build the plane while you're flying it. Oh, that's cool. You know, don't wait for the perfection. Yeah. Don't wait for crossing all the I's and the T's. Yep. Have your parachute ready. Mm-hmm. But just go, launch and see what happens. And I have that philosophy at the store, at the pharmacies as well. Let's just do something. What's yeah. the worst thing that can happen? We go back to if we it. need to edit it, yeah. remarket that, change that, twig that. Yeah. But let's just go and it's let's amazing. take flight and see what happens kind of thing. That's that confidence, though, that I was speaking about before. And can you imagine saying that now mm. versus when you first Well, I think that's graduated. one of the biggest things in the last, for the first 10 years of my career, mm-hmm. I solely ran one store, right. owned one store, and it was my primary focus. Right. And then I look at what I've done in the last five years and a lot of that I think was sport teaches you about goal setting mm-hmm. but it can make, create a real tunnelled vision. True. And then I kind of took my blinkers off and really opened my periphery mm. in the last five years okay. and I'm very big on saying yes and work it out mm-hmm. afterwards yep. that you never know where a door will lead. It might be just a slight crack in the opening. Just walk in, yep. see where it takes you. Yep work it out kind of thing. So I think definitely what I've done in the last five years, I was kind of just known for just being the owner of this one store and I love the fact that I've brought it and Mm. I love the variety. I love that each day, you know, some days I'm a pharmacist on the floor, some I'm running a, you know, and batch tested is with athletes and helping them with, um, so one in five supplements that you'll find at the pharmacy or a supermarket contains a prohibited substance that would result in a, positive career-ending drug test for an athlete. okay. So um, I had some sports dietitians that came to me a few years ago and said we're really struggling to find the tested batches of the right products because some companies will actually pay to get independent testing done to show they don't contain prohibited substances and they're the ones the athletes want. Right. It's just a real struggle to find Find them. them. So with my contacts in pharmacy and being an athlete, these dietitians came to me and said, can you do this? And I remember walking out of the meeting, it was pre-Tokyo Olympics, and my business partner looked at me and he was like, what have you just agreed to? And I was like, just hang on for the ride. It's, it's going to sure. be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, now we service most of the athletes across wow. the country, ensuring that they have safe supplements. That's but amazing. it's a beautiful blend of my world. True. Like there's a synergy with being back in the sporting world, being amongst the athletes, being part of their team with the doctors and the dietitians. And sport pharmacy is huge overseas and not really noted in Australia. But if I can change that, it would... Never in my teenage years or at uni did I ever think sport pharmacy or my sporting and pharmacy worlds would come together and I love that. Um, And then the pharmacy ownership thing is just I love helping other pharmacy owners Mm. and all coming together and sharing best practice and inspiring each other. Uh, It's a really beautiful community to be a part of. So I love the variety in my life now. 
and I'd be really bored. Um, I'm taking some leave. I'm actually taking. I'm actually taking some leave. Maybe <laughs> I just you in, love <laughs> <laughs> um, in January and February. And I've been told I should write a book by a few people. So I'm going to look at writing a book. Wow. Um, so this I is love, a nice segue into the book writing. Yeah. Because there's so much there. There's so much more to unpack. Yeah. So I'm not a writer. English was probably my worst subject. I'm a talker. So I'll find. Chat GTP or yeah. someone to dictate to. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I love the variety that mm. the last five years have brought me, built on the foundation, I suppose, of that dream mm. and the passion for pharmacy and now all the little avenues it goes off into. My goodness. So. And what a bright, bright, bright future ahead, given that you've, yeah. I feel like you've sort of taken on and flourished you know yeah. you've got you've always been confident but I think it's even more so I've got something that people need and want yeah and it gives you that extra zest that extra confidence my goodness the next 10 years are going to look amazing for you yeah and I love the leadership side of it I love the business side of it mm. I love the entrepreneurial and the interesting thing in Australia is you need to be a pharmacist to own a pharmacy right but there's no business training it's all clinical is that when right? you do your degree yeah so it's a very interesting yeah. um, space but it's one that I absolutely love yeah. and even you know you're corporate but you're not corporate True. and I love that side yeah. of it as well yeah. um, but equally there's opportunities that have opened up recently of being on boards and things like that which mm-hmm. I love. Um, Go for it. So, yeah, just say, just yes. say yes and work it out afterwards. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of the book, I feel like, um, as I said, it's a nice segue and we could continue speaking a long, <laughs> long time and unpacking furthermore your success and what brings you to today. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, it is a short, sharp, powerful, impactful, and that was absolutely everything. I can't believe I keep looking down at your watch for reference <laughs> and we're at about that 35-minute mark, but I feel like we could continue this for a long, long time. Yeah, so To be continued. Yeah, exactly, dot, 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 dot. part two soon <laughs> um, and or the book. Um, I look forward to. Hopefully that's an audio because I'm a, a better copy. audio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Yeah. Better with the podcast and the yeah, amazing, audio than amazing. sitting down and reading. Amazing. Um, in, in When we first started speaking off camera and off recording, you sort of, you know, spat out a couple of contexts and a couple of um, uh, topics to cover. That was amazing. That was even better than I probably anticipated. Not that I didn't think that it was going to be, but I just wanted more, 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 more. Um, and unfortunately, we have to start wrapping it up for uh, for respect of everybody who's watching and or listening. But Karen, that's amazing. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I appreciate for that me. so much. You were just so natural. It just came out because it's just you. Because yeah, it's just, I love what I do. So thank, thank you. Stuff. Thank you. Thank you for what you do for our community and our people. I've always oh, been human focused, and I yeah. love that. I can feel that about you Um, I hope that was as interesting and fun for you as it was for me yes and um, I look forward to watching this again it's always the best part for me selfishly is I get to be here physically and um and listening and watching but then I get to watch watch it again again. and again and again so it's really cool so I know you've helped somebody out there either Mm, um, who's watching or listening um, and I just think we've got so much goodness to share and you've shared so much today so Massive thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome, Karen. Thank you. Well, that wraps up another episode of Empowered. If you would like to be a beautiful queen guest here in the studio, please contact me. And thank you very much, as I said, to our queen today, Karen Brown. It's been phenomenal. And thank you for listening to another episode of Empowered.